intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the dog on it trucking podcast I'm so excited this week. Um, we are helping launch a, another trucking podcast. I've got the the hosts, and that is an S, the hosts on. And this podcast is a little bit unique and different. It's Josh and his son, Avery. So you've got to stay tuned till about halfway through the podcast to listen to Avery uh, because it's awesome. We're going to start off talking about uh pvtl so i'm gonna bring josh in josh how are you hey chris i'm doing really good thanks good. so much for uh, having us on this is awesome hey uh as they say you're not the star of the show buddy your son is but uh <laughs> just we'll bring him <laughs> in in a minute i just wanted you to talk a little bit about yourself uh your history in the safety world and pvt uh compliance Yep, absolutely. Um, so the trucking industry, that's all I've ever known. So going on a little less than maybe others, but about 15 years. And I've been very fortunate to hold a multiple, or I guess a multiple amount of positions in our industry. Um, I used to own my own trucking outfit back home in BC. And then from there, I was able to really navigate the work in dispatch operations, compliance and safety, and yeah, I do a lot of volunteering in our industry as well. And I'm very fortunate because you get to see a lot of different um, challenges people face. There's a lot of honesty when you're in those intimate one-on-one -on -one conversations. And through that is what developed Pivotal. So initially I started as uh, my focus would be mostly on compliance, helping small carriers figure out what do you actually need to have in place to um, operate within the boundaries of compliance. And then over the last probably nine months, my focus has really shifted more so introducing industry experts to industry because it's not just from a compliance lens where there's confusion, I find, but it's a lot of different components. How do you buy a truck? How do you know it's rightly spec? What's insurance? And how do I know I actually have the adequate insurance to financing? And yeah, the more conversations, like I said, I had, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of confusion. So Pivotal basically migrated to be an industry solutions focused business that can really um, just tee up healthy relationships. So good vendors that I vetted to people I care about in our industry. Well, cool. And I know that you've been in the industry for a lot of years. Um, just real quick, what made you start the podcast. So let, let's say that uh, the podcast, if you're watching this, you can see the logo, the truck focused podcast. Um, and by the way, uh, the logo is missing a name. Um, Avery's name's not on there. Uh, so uh, before we bring Avery in, what made you start a truck focused podcast? Uh, a couple of things. So first off, not just saying this because we're on the show, um, but you really helped show that's possible. 
and that really jives, I'd say, with my mentality of everything really is possible. So thank you for that. That's why I say that up front. So for the last couple of years, I've been pretty vocal on social media um, through pictures, words, and I feel that can it kind of only go so far. Not everyone wants to read. Not everyone's on Facebook all the time, that kind of stuff. So I felt it was really appropriate to use the platform of the podcast to, A, it's attractive for experts, but also it's really easy to hop on any podcast platform and listen. So if you're, say, a dispatcher and you have a half an hour commute in the morning and you want to think about just different things drivers go through, it's a good opportunity as well as if you're an over-the-road expert and you have a 14-day venture ahead of you, I wanted to provide the opportunity for them to learn from different experts. So it's an hour, an hour and a half episode. Well, that's cool. But I, I, sorry, Josh, I really want to bring your co-host in. So with that, let's introduce Avery. Avery, how are you? Hi, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show today. It's my uh, pleasure, let me tell you. So what is your role in the Truck Focus podcast? Well, like you said, I'm the co-host of the uh, podcast and we we interview, we're starting to interview uh, more people as we grow with the podcast. And as like right now, it's, it's different because you're interviewing us, except from different perspectives and... It just feels weird that we're being interviewed and not interviewing someone else. <laughs> yes, I know. I I have the pleasure of appearing on some other podcasts. And one of the things as the host, I try to ask the question and then shut up. Um, <laughs> and, and when you're being interviewed, it's the opposite. Uh, you're being asked the question and you're being encouraged to speak. So it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, now, yeah. Avery, I understand you are really behind um, or focused on supporting all those types of words. Thank a trucker. Do you want to talk about Thank a Trucker campaign? Yes. So um, I was first introduced to Thank a Trucker by my dad in May of 2020. And it was it was this movement of just helping just thanking truckers for their support and their them delivering goods to us so that we could stay healthy during 2020. Yeah, it's been a challenging year. Um, yes. That's for sure. Josh, how do you support Thank a Trucker? I think the, the easiest way I can is just by expressing gratitude. And that can be from face-to-face. Um, that could be just different appreciation events. Um, different examples is Avery and I will be at a fuel station and then there's a fueling um, guy filling up the fuel station, like for like just commercial gas and you buy him a gift card and say thanks um, to, yeah, just listening. I think a lot of times professional drivers are kind of forced to limit their way of, or I guess limit their belief of the value they bring. And I think after a couple of minutes of just genuine interest in conversation, they open up and I'm like, okay, this is where the magic happens because they matter. People matter. And yeah, it's, we're big advocates for that. Yeah, no. And I think 
quite honestly, trucking has been one of the industries that until this uh, recent um, health crisis, I guess you'd call it, uh, truck drivers have been largely ignored um, and not given much thought. Uh, Avery, what are your thoughts about truck drivers delivering uh, the much-needed safety supplies during this time? Obviously, they're essential to the community, to the world, and because I, I always say, if you got it, a truck brought it, and if they, if if they never delivered anything, if they never brought uh, supplies, equipment to warehouses, then we would never have these things that we need in our everyday lives. Yep. If you went to Walmart, the shelves would be pretty empty if uh, the trucks didn't show up. Yeah. Josh, what about safety supplies in trucking? Yeah, I think it's the unsung heroes. The amount that goes in from walking up to completing a thorough pre-trip, to ensuring what's on or in is secured properly, to travel across the roadway to get to where the destination is. The amount of skill in that process or processes is incredible. And the amount of focus on um, just, yeah, making sure that you checked it initially. Obviously, we can dive into pre-trips more. Um, but, yeah, cargo securement to checking tools, to checking temperatures, to dealing with road traffic, to dealing with shippers and receivers. There's a lot that has to go right. And that's where, again, we can be champions for our industry. And that's where we are really focused on is just highlighting just that process and then dissecting how many safe locations are there for professional drivers to pull over with, say, a tractor trailer with a 53-foot trailer. How many fueling stations, how many rest stops, and just identifying opportunities to ensure that they have safe travel. So that way they're not stressed about that, but they're really focused on just the safety components of their job, the customer service components of their job, being respectful of law enforcement, being respectful of general public. Yeah, the well, truck drivers play an integral role. And before we get into vehicle inspections or pre-trips, I don't think we mentioned that uh, Avery and Josh are from Calgary. So this is a, a cross Canada, and they yes. don't even speak with an accent. They're way over there. <laughs> Car mics. <laughs> right? So they're from Calgary, Alberta. And uh, I think I mentioned to you, Josh, earlier, my sister lives just north of you. Well, three hours north up in Edmonton. But, uh, you know, nice. she's been there. Yeah. Uh, she started at Jasper Park Lodge and then moved to Edmonton after that. Anyways, um, vehicle inspections. What did you want to talk about uh, with vehicle inspections, Josh? Well, I think there's a lot of different components to talk about. And I know you've had different guests on, which is great, that are former law enforcement, the still law enforcement to different types of experts. So I like focusing more on the driver mentality of a pre-trip inspection. And the biggest thing is a pre-trip inspection takes as long as it takes. So when you have professional drivers that are really stressed on time, really. So from an operations standpoint, if dispatch is saying, you got to get out the door, you got to get out the door. 
and then the driver feels conflicted because they're like, well, I still have to inspect 70 some feet of equipment plus the cargo. I just always encourage professional drivers that just take a deep breath and focus really on what's the task at hand. And that's always protecting yourself, protecting safety, and then operating within the compliance of, or the boundaries of compliance, I'm sorry. So again, I we could talk technical, but I just want to really focus on this episode. Just it's all about the mindset and staying dedicated to that is what's required. And you like, yeah, not everyone's a quote unquote professional, but that is what's required. So making sure our minds stay focused on that. Um, Avery, how important do you think fatigue is to truck drivers? They definitely need sleep in order to proceed in the day because if you don't get enough sleep and you're working a 14-hour shift, then you're definitely going to be in uh, a lot of trouble. Like you could fall asleep behind the wheel, possibly get into an accident, and you don't want those things, so it's important to just get sleep and be ready for upcoming days. How much sleep do you get in a day, in a night? On weekdays, probably nine hours. On uh, weekends, probably 10 hours. Okay. And you're a little bit younger, so adults, um, what what do you think your dad gets? And then we'll ask him, well, how many hours of sleep do you think your dad gets during the week? With my brother, maybe seven hours. <laughs> well, I hope. Josh, what do you think you get? <laughs> but that would be nice, seven hours. Um, yeah, we do have an, another little guy that anyone that's a parent knows the transitions a two-year-old gets or goes through. So, yeah, some days it's two, three hours of solid sleep, and seven hours is really nice. I feel it. Um, but, yeah, to talk on fatigue quickly, too, this is a fun conversation because in Canada, federal carriers, Chris, obviously you're a master of legislation, we don't provide, in my opinion, we don't provide enough opportunity for drivers to rest because remember drivers are human. They have families at home. They have young families. They got little kids. And to say, if I'm only getting sometimes two, three hours of sleep at night, I'm not behind the wheel anymore. So those that are, that are only getting two or three hours of sleep at night, that's a, it's a big concern. Well, you are behind the wheel though. Um, you know, you, I assume at least that you drive a passenger car. Correct. Yeah. Good point. So I'm not behind a commercial vehicle anymore. Uh, you're no longer legislated as to how much sleep you're, or how much rest you're supposed to get, but we all have, uh, obviously a, a duty to watch out for everybody else. And of course you've got your, your sons, your wife, uh, perhaps in the car while you're driving. So. What are your aspirations in the future? Um, do you envision yourself getting a job in in transportation or in trucking? That is one of my big jobs. I have two big jobs. I either want to be in the NBA because I love basketball or I could be in any role in the trucking industry. And I, in the future, I might like run PBTL when my dad retires or something. Yeah, that's good. Now let's go to the NBA first. How much uh, time do you, well, I mean, not talking about it now, 
But before this uh, health thing, uh, how much time did you spend playing basketball? We couldn't really much because there was like where we used to live before. There wasn't really any place that we could just walk up to and just start dribbling. Okay. But like there was a park, but there was like there'd be like fifty million kids there, so we, we couldn't even really do anything. All right. Did Dad fix that now for you? We did get a basketball hoop, but the base was a bit broken, so we had to return it, and we're just gonna buy a new one. Well, see, I, when you said you got a basketball hoop, I was going to. But, you know, uh, if your dad hasn't uh, fixed it yet, then that's no good. But every now and again, oh, look, <laughs> at we get the yellow truck that goes by. All right. So uh, if the NBA doesn't happen for you, hey, how about a referee? Would you... I mean, uh, obviously, basketball players need to know the rules, and they need somebody to be the referee. I actually haven't thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, so, I, I never thought. Uh, anyways, I just throw that <laughs> out to you. Um, so if you had your pick of jobs in the trucking industry, what do you think? And I know that you haven't worked yet, but you've been hanging on your dad. Um what do you think would be a cool job in the trucking industry? Hmm. Not sure. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of jobs out there that are really cool. I can't just name one. Yeah. Well, can you name some of the jobs? I consider doing what my dad does and being a, a, a truck manager. Yeah. And safety manager. Um, what do you think about a truck driver? Would you like to drive an 18-wheeler one day? Depends on how tired I get in the future. Yeah. If I get really tired, then I wouldn't really consider. Well, yeah, you can't drive when you're tired. That's yeah. for sure. And if you get easily tired, you shouldn't be a truck driver. Yes. <laughs> Josh, where do you see Pivotal, your safety and compliance company in Calgary, uh, going in the future? Because don't forget, Avery wants to take it over when you retire. That's right. <laughs> I'll start my own basketball league for Avery. The, so right now we're really focused on the expertise part. And part of that's through education, um, building strong relationships with different industry associations in the West. Um, and then obviously our relationship East to West, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, part of it's education. Part of it is aligning ourselves with technology, so different tech companies. So that way we're a resource um, for when different challenges happen. We have solutions for that. And part of my focus too is building a, uh, like the, what's the best way to word it? Industry coaching. So part of my background is um, more in the life coaching space. And I think that's where my holistic approach of just being kind and empathetic comes from. And I think that could be something that we'll really focus on too, because you can do that in schools. And that's where I see Avery really getting involved in the next couple of years. And then just different volunteer events as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. So the truck focus podcast, Avery coming back to the reason we're talking today, the truck focus <laughs> podcast, how many episodes have you 
recorded and then tell me how many episodes have you released? Release, we have um, three episodes, I think. Awesome. And recorded, we have six episodes. Beautiful. And uh, how often do you release an episode? I don't know. That's more of a dad question. Okay. Dad, <laughs> how often are you releasing episodes? Yeah, our game plans are released about every two weeks. Um, working for full-time as well as doing our fo- this truck focus full-time and pivotal full-time on the side. <laughs> um, we wanted to make sure that we were releasing valuable content in a consistent manner. So it's about every two weeks. Perfect. And Josh is on every episode. Sorry, uh, Avery is on every episode. So for the first four, my promise to Avery was we would do it together because we want to build this together. We always say it's a family mission. And from there, it'll be when it's appropriate. So if there's a topic that's potentially more in depth, then maybe Avery wouldn't even like it. So no, but when it's more just a good conversation, absolutely. Well, I think, sorry, Josh, I think Avery's the star of the show. So, uh, You you should get him on as often as possible. Um, look at that. the links to the Truck Focus podcast will be in the show notes below for our viewers and uh, listeners to this, um, and as well as the links to the show, social media. Now, last words. What were did we want to cover that we haven't yet talked about? Josh, I'll throw that one to you first. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Chris. I think one of the most important things that as leaders we can do, and it's not just because you have a title, it's because you're taking ownership of a direction. Don't let a city boundary, a provincial boundary, or even national boundary confine you. Because I've learned so much from Chris. I have a friend in the States that's teaching me stuff, and I have people right around the corner. So as we develop safety focus, leadership focused as professionals in our industry, don't feel confined just because maybe you don't have access to something right right today. And that's something that we want to just continue to push out. Um, and again, Chris, thanks so much for just being a mentor, I'm an encourager, and then having us on today. Hey, it, this is awesome. It, it's awesome because you reached out to me on Facebook is how we first met. Um, and I, I want to go back to Avery because one of the topics that your dad and I had, or one of the interests that your dad and I, we also follow um, Passive Income and Pat Flynn. And I know Pat has a podcast that he does with his son. Yeah. Have you Have you been listening to that podcast, Avery? I have listened to an episode with his son on it, but I wasn't really paying attention as much. Okay, because I really encourage you. You are a very well-spoken individual. Thank you. Uh, so I would encourage you, maybe you become a podcast host. Not that I make any money with this, <laughs> but there are people out there who are making. You look at uh, um, Brogan. What's his first name? Josh? Yeah, Joe Rogan and his Spotify deal. Incredible. Avery. You never know what happens in the future. 
Only time can tell. Only time can tell. That's awesome. Avery, last word. Do you have anything that you wanted to say that we didn't get give you the opportunity to express yet? So we're going to talk about the Faker Trucker movement again. And I don't know if you've seen it, but I drew a picture for the movement and my dad posted it on social media. All right. So make sure that uh, you tell Josh to send me the link and we'll connect that in the show notes down below. All right. All right, guys. I really want to thank you both. Thanks for taking the time out. We recorded this on a Saturday morning out in Calgary, Saturday afternoon here in the east. But I really want to thank you for getting up. And uh, I see, Avery, that you shaved and everything today for me. So that was, I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show today. Ah, you're most welcome. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up. A review, a comment, a rating, if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.